Do you wanna ride in the backseat of a cathead? Chop it up or do or die. Do you wanna ride in the backseat of a cathead? Chop it up or do it die. Seven double L P M. Flying out to them house in the P M. Sipping C Grim. Showing all the weeks to him. Touching all my folks. This is going to be another episode of Crowd Interference. I am here today with Jason Payne, otherwise known as Grappling Polymath. Uh, you probably know, or you might know him from Twitter. Uh, he's a contributor at Fan Bros and a bunch of other places uh, where he writes. So, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. How about you, bro? Can't complain. I got a day off, so, you know what I'm saying? I'm great. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. This is actually uh, on my nine to five. This is my day off too. So, yeah, I don't have a traditional nine to five. So my my week is my weeks are always weird. Like uh, I do depositions. I, I video. I record video for depositions in court cases and lawsuits. So like every week it's something different. So like last week I worked four times, and each day was over ten hours. This week I only worked one. It was one day, and it was for ten hours. But like, I make more money per hour, so it just kind of evens out. But like, my whole as far as like trying to plan stuff, oh, that goes out the window. <laughs> I usually don't know what I'm doing until the day before, you know, trying to plan dates and so on and so forth. Which comes to our first uh, thing that we're going to discuss is our online dating experiences. <laughs> so. Give us a little bit of your background, like where you're from, ethnicity, so on and so forth. All right. So uh, I'm early 30s, black guy in Richmond, Virginia. So Richmond's kind of like, it's a very hipster city compared mm-hmm. to what it uh, used to be. I don't, know, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Richmond. It used to be known for like a, a lot of crime. Yep. Yeah. Still kind of is, but it, it's a lot better now. Now we're known mostly for uh, beer, gotcha, and VCU basketball. So, yeah, I remember back in the days when the Clips were saying, you know, from Virginia, when ain't shit to do but cook. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how has how has your uh, dating experience been like with the apps and so on and so forth up there? Because, like, I know down here, you're still part of the South, but you're not as far south as I am. I'm in Atlanta, so mm-hmm. like. I have, it's like a weird, Atlanta is like the strangest place because it is trying desperately to be new, but mm-hmm. you still have a lot of that old holdout type of like mentality with certain people, especially when it comes to like interracial dating or like non-conservative ideals when it comes to dating. So what's it like up there? It's Kind of similar, like I said, like Richmond's kind of that hipster vibe, but we were still capital of the Confederacy, so there's still like those little tiny pockets. Yeah. I mean, I used to work in the spy. I mean, there was a Confederate museum like on the bottom floor of the hospital, so <laughs> so, so you still got a couple of those places there. And uh, yeah, we recently had a rally here, but it was extremely low key compared to what it's been in other places. Um, so here, like when we get on the, here, I get on a dating app. The part, one of the problems with Richmond is that it's not densely populated. Right. So anytime I, let's say I take a break, 
then jump back on months later. Still the same people, unless it's the school year, because we have uh, about how many? About five, four, like four, four or five campuses in the area, mm-hmm. in the general Richmond area. So every time the school year pops off, then yeah, you get a new crop of people. But generally, most of the year, it's the same people on the app year round. And that's including OK Cupid, Tender, Bumble, whatever. Right. Yeah. It's uh yeah down here we have, well that's the other so, Atlanta's weird because you have a little bit of both, because so you have, like I've been on dating apps or dating websites for basically my entire adult <laughs> uh, career I guess you'd say, uh, just because like. I am socially awkward with a lot of situations. Plus, the jobs that I worked in didn't really leave me. Uh, you don't really meet too many people. Like with my job now, I work mostly with lawyers and you know people that are ten years older than me. And if they are my age, they're married or you know or super conservative, and it's just not gonna work. So, like, I have I like I'll go on apps now. I'm like, yo, this she's been using this exact same picture for the past 10 years. <laughs> like, you will see these over and over and over again. And I've had my, like, uh, my female friends tell me the same thing, like where they have, they've seen dudes that like, they'll go on, they find somebody that they're dating, you know, break up after a year or so, go back on the apps and like, they'll see the same dudes rocking the same pictures from like 10 years ago. And I'm like, yo, like, they're going to find out, especially if you meet in person, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and of course, you know, and I've, I've been out places with my friends or I've been on dates where like other people are out on dates and like, it's going badly mainly because of, you know, that exact thing, you know, somebody lied about their pictures and so on and so forth. Always hilarious. Uh, but you know, still awkward nonetheless. But then on the other hand, Atlanta's one of those things where, most of the people that you meet in Atlanta aren't from Atlanta. Like I wasn't born in Atlanta. I was born in Alabama, uh, then moved to Bermuda. And then from Bermuda, we moved to just north of Atlanta. And like most of the people down here are, you know, people from way out of state. Like I've met a lot of people from New York recently uh, down here. So it's like most of the profiles that you see now. And the other thing too, is that it's that the apps, I've noticed this recently more than anything else. So many of the apps are like ridiculously segregated, like extra, extra segregated in who you see and who they're looking for. Um, and like, but a lot of the people that I see are folks that are like, oh, yeah, I'm not from Atlanta. You know, mm-hmm. I am a, a northerner that just relocated or I'm from the West Coast and I just relocated. So it's, it's that weird kind of mix that you get uh, down here. So, yeah, it, it, it can be interesting at times. But so, which uh, apps do you currently use? Right now, I'm on a break. But when I do use apps, I'm usually using like three or four at a time. So usually, it's a rotation of OkCupid, right. okay Bumble, and Tinder, right. all at the same time. And you said you're just segregated. That's funny because with when I was when I'm clean shaven. Mm-hmm. I get no looks from black women. <laughs> Zero. But I had the beard. Inbox stay full. 
nothing yep. but sisters. I was just like, oh, oh, and this was just something I figured out recently. I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, the beard is <laughs> aphrodisiac, dude. Like I, I just recently learned that. Like I'm sitting here rocking the beard just because I don't like the shave because ingrown hairs are a motherfucker. Yeah, uh, but like all of a sudden now, like it's the shit. Like, hey, you got a beard? It's the shit now. I'm like, where were y'all like five, six years ago when I had a beard and got no looks? But yeah, it's the same thing. Like clean shaven, no looks from <laughs> from our sisters, but. If you get let let me get that beard going, especially if I got a little shine in the picture too. What? Yeah. Inbox. <laughs> but yeah, like what but what I mean by like the segregation. So like OK Cube is kind of like the hipster, the most hipster of all of the apps slash websites. Because like you have a there's an even mix of everybody on there. Um and then Tinder is just kind of like a free-for-all bumble. Is so that's the thing. Bumble, I like. I can say that ninety-five percent of the women that I see on Bumble are white women. Yes, yes. And not just like, and not like, not like white women from like all different walks of life. But no, it's like a very specific demographic down mm-hmm. here, especially of the uh, UGA or Georgia Tech white women. You know, all of them look alike. And when I say all of them look alike, I don't mean like in a racial stereotype way, but no, like it's literally blonde hair, blue eyes. Everybody's got the exact same smile. You know, they have the exact same poses and it's like, yo, I just flipped through like 20 different, you know, uh, profiles that look exactly the same because everybody and more often than not went to UGA, went to Auburn, went to, uh, Georgia Tech, went to Alabama, like went to any, like this little cluster of like college football, uh, schools that we have down here. Like, mm. it's the exact same ones all over and over and over again. And it's funny that you agreed, too. I asked one of my friends, my best friend that stays up in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was like, it's the exact same thing. But then I was talking to uh, Aaron from Not Your Demographic Podcast, and she was like, yeah, I'm, I get on um, Bumble up here, and it's just like the bottom of the barrel. I was like, wow, that's very interesting <laughs> that we get, you know, how things can be so drastically different from place to place to place to place to place. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, on the Bumble, it's um, like you were describing that type. It's like, okay, it's like I, you look at the picture, I'm like, you may have had a cotillion dress. Right. <laughs> 90% chance that me and your dad probably not going to get along. Right. And oftentimes... The ones that hit me up are usually about five to ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Cougar Hunt is like they are on the prowl on those apps, and it's like, and and the thing is like a lot of times the language that they use is coded too. That's mm-hmm. the other thing where I'm like, okay, I can see that you're here on some fetish type stuff right now, and <laughs> depending on what you're looking for, I might be down for. But like, yeah, it's it's a very like you said, definitely get hit up by the uh, older folks of that demographic too. So yeah. Actually, the last one um, that reached out to me was from Bumble, and she reached out to me, just put it out there, but she wanted me to pay for the, the hotel room. So, but then I started going through the pictures, and I was just like, right, nah, right. <laughs> it was like nah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things. But it is like when they hit you with that, sometimes it's just like 
folks are like, what, you didn't do it? I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I, you feel like uh, like last season of Insecure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, Lawrence, they basically brought Lawrence's dignity for like 40 bucks. <laughs> quick, and it's like, yeah, nah. Like, my, my dignity is a bit, I have a little bit more than that. Exactly. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's quite the inch. Like, so is there like an have you ever run into like other uh issues like dating interracially or anything like that out there? Well, one issue I ran into um, this was off of a Tinder, we went on a couple of dates, um, check them out off of Tinder. She said the age wasn't an issue, and we went on a couple of dates. Mm-hmm. But then she ended up calling it like ended up breaking it off. She's still currently single, and right. I had a feeling the age thing did mess with her. Right. And then the thing is, I didn't. I mean, she was thirty seven. Right. So I guess she was kind of in that point in her life where she kind of wanted to like. I, I could tell within like a year or two she did want to, you know, marry kids. Right. Etc. And me being only like thirty. 31, 32 at the time. Right. Yeah, like I wasn't exactly there. So, right. Yeah. I completely I had the exact same thing. Like, and I've had, but I, then again, I've had the same thing with like women. I, and I didn't notice this until I got to be right around 28 was when I started to see it pop up more on like different profiles and just, or just when I actually went on the dates where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm looking to do in like the next four or five years, I'm looking to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't work that way. And, mm-hmm. and, and like, oh yeah, I'm, I need to do this now. Like I kind of, I set goals, but I kind of just go with the flow as to what comes my way. And like folks that are, you know, when you have them, when they start talking about the biological clock at 32 and it's like, ah, you know, it's a red flag. If you are not, if that's not something that you are currently ready for, you know? So, but, um, yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it's quite a uh, when it comes to the whole age difference thing, and a lot of times we might actually be within the same decade of each other, right? Yeah. But things can be like if you say, for instance, you know, they were born in eighty and I was born in eighty five, like that's from when I was in high school and they were in college. Things changed so much in just that five years that like they are completely out of touch with things that I'm still, you know, kind of sort of in touch with. So, and that becomes a huge issue down the line, especially if, you know, they're talking about marriage and uh, all of that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And um, like, I was still, I, I had just started back uh, going back to school actually mm-hmm. when I started dating this person. And so it was still kind of, we're kind of like in two pretty drastically different places in our life at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think the most of the people I've gone out with uh, were around my age. Right. With the exception of that one and maybe one other person. Right. But the uh, one of, well, like I said, how um, you know how Richmond's not densely populated at all. It's like the city itself right. is only about 200,000 people. Right. And then you got the counties. I see a lot of the women that I'm either women I went to high school with right. who are like chronically single. 
every time I like, I'll be away from the app for months, and I'll jump back into the app. It's like, oh, y'all, y'all still single? Right. That explains the single girl memes. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, See that and, a lot too. Like folks that are, you know, follow on because from Facebook, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll go ahead and follow them on uh, Instagram, and it's like chronically single and like the reasoning as to why they give for being single is like eh. yeah there's more to it than that but all right <laughs> yeah yeah this is the same type of vibe up here here it's kind of like a lot of the single people here kind of put themselves in the situation like i know and come my friends have done this they're buying they're renting houses now Right, and they're settling here. Whereas me, I'm kind of like I don't want to settle unless like I know for sure I'm actually you know like getting married or whatever. Right. Like when you buy like when you buy a home, that's a commitment. That means like you're staying here, right? At least longer than I probably want to myself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, like folks, because I have like folks now that are single that are buying houses, and I'm like. Like just last year, you were talking about moving, try and like maybe even traveling or moving out of the country. Why are you buying a house now? And I was like, for me, yeah. especially now, like if uh, so, I have a friend. Like I've known him since 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 I was in high school. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a five bedroom house, no kids, no girlfriend, no potential of having a girlfriend in the future either, just because he is probably one of the most socially awkward people I've ever met in my life. And like, but refute, you know, is paying way more than he needs to for this house. But then complains about being broke, complains about not being, I'm like, dude, like you're paying for something that you don't need right now. Like it's just you and your dog in that house. <laughs> what is that really doing? Like I'm, I, you know, we need to like, you could sell that joint and put money towards, you know, an apartment for a year and figure your stuff out, but you know, people are weird and stupid. So, <laughs> and yeah, I just, yeah, the whole thing of buying a house, like I can under, if you were in a long term relationship, you know that that's going to go somewhere, sure, buy a house. But like, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna buy a house because it's got like, you know, I'm gonna build equity. I'm like, that's not, it's not what it once was. You know, yeah. back in the day, sure, you know, the house that your parents left you, the houses were built differently. They were actually built to last. Now, not so much. They put a house up in two weeks and, you know, problems galore. But, yeah, like, I'm I'm in the same thing. Like, I see all my friends and stuff having, and not just buying houses, but are single and having kids. That's the thing that I get a kick out of. Is like, you are single but still having kids. Like, what are you doing, my guy? Same thing, you know, whether it be men, men or women. I'm like, yo, what are y'all doing out here? Like, this is y- y'all gotta y'all gotta think a little bit more carefully about <laughs> about your plans right now. So, well, speaking of single parents, I've noticed. I don't know if you ever use Plenty of Fish, but is the Plenty of Fish the be, is it that is that the app of the single parent? That That's is. So, no, I've noticed it everywhere. Like, once I got past a certain age down here, like, I noticed single parents galore. Like, and and this is, the, this is the thing, too, that gets me. So, women that I used to hit up back in the day that would not give me a look are now that they're single and have kids are blowing up the, the inbox. And I'm like, yo, I remember you. 
you know, you even said in your message, oh, yeah, I remember you used to message me back in the day. I was like, yeah, that's not going to help you. <laughs> that's, not gonna, that's definitely not going to help you in this situation. So, you know, but, no, Plenty of Fish is like, and I've said this before on, like, other, the other parts of this, um, is that, like, Plenty of Fish, for me, is, at least, is, like, the bottom of the barrel. Because there's, like, no real, I mean, okay, Cupid's the same thing, whereas anybody can message anybody. But okay, Cupid's a little bit better laid out. There's it's a little bit a little bit more complex, and like playing fish is just like who everybody and anybody. Like for me down here, like realistically, the most I see more prostitutes on Plenty of Fish than I see anybody else down. Here. <laughs> it might just be the area that I live in. I don't know, but yeah, like <laughs> at least at least five or six profiles that I see a day talking about you know sixty roses for a half hour. I'm like, oh, oh, right, okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, not, uh, yeah, not, not, not great. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so let's move on to the other subject that we were going to talk about, and that is driving ride share. So, I drive Uber and Lyft. Do you also do both apps? I try to run both, but Lyft isn't as uh, popular in this area, so it's mostly Uber. Same here. Yeah, same here. Like it's uh in well, it depends. That's the thing. Atlanta's weird. It's spread out very oddly as well. The other thing, like a lot of times folks think that like Atlanta, when you look on the map, there's the perimeter of Atlanta that everybody that they always show, but that's mm-hmm. not actually Atlanta. That's like five cities in one, actually. So Atlanta's actually like this little weird bacon strip in the middle of uh of that. So, uh, like, where I am, I live outside of the perimeter, but literally a half a mile down the road is Atlanta, even though it's outside of the perimeter. So, it's all spread out, like, very oddly. And, like, the area that I live in has a high Hispanic population. And one of the riders had to explain, and I'm not going to call them passengers because technically they're not passengers. Uh, And... One of the he has explained to me, he's like, yeah, so out here you have a lot of the, a lot of people that are undocumented, possibly here uh, illegally, or they just don't trust American banks. So they don't have check cards, they don't have bank cards, they don't have credit cards. Mm-hmm. So they end up using the local Hispanic-run taxi cab companies, and the taxi cab companies are soaking them. Like they're something that would be uh, – $10, maybe $15, probably it's about a $10 ride uh, in Uber. They're charging $25 for it just because they know they can. So, but in my area, like they uh, started doing Lyft. They started selling the Lyft gift cards at like the uh, local grocery stores. Okay, that's once smart. They started, yeah, once they started doing that, it's been Lyft all day in my area. <laughs> and you can go, when you go to the different pockets and neighborhoods of Atlanta, you can see which areas use which apps more. So like there's one, there's a part of like Northern Atlanta um, where we have, there's a high uh, Indian and Pakistani population and they use like Lyft exclusively. Like if I go into that area, I know just turn Uber off because it's not going to be, I'm not going to get no rides on Uber up there. But the most of the most other people kind of like Uber became like a has kind of become 
like a household name. It's a, it's a verb essentially kind of like grab a Kleenex or grab a Q-tip, you know, like these, these things that once were brand names are now like the default for stuff. So more people tend to use Uber uh, down here than anything else. So uh, up there, what's, I take it probably like the same thing since it's more. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, but at the population that typically uh, uses Lyft is actually like, you know, black people that kind of live up in, you know, what's considered like a north side or like far east end. Because I think it's probably because most of the Uber drivers are hanging out in part of the more like densely populated safe areas, college areas. Right. But uh, the thing is that a lot of times when you're running both apps at once, if you get pinged for a lift ride, it's usually out of your way. Right. And you don't want to take it because yeah. it's like a Friday, Saturday, and it's like, I'm not going all the way out to the suburbs or the, or the hood because, and then like miss out on the money I'm going to have here. Right. Yeah. I've had this. <laughs> I've had those situations in the hood too, and it's like it's it's one of those things. Cause it's shitty because like Lyft and Uber both have in their guidelines that you're not supposed to have weapons in the car. But it's like, sorry, yeah. bro, like yeah. I'm not gonna go to East End and West End Atlanta and just be in there, just you know, out there unprotected. Like I'm rideshare. I'm you know, this isn't. But at the same time, this is still my car. This is still my safety. Because, like, I've had – I had a situation about a month and a half ago. Because I've been driving – so, I, actually, how long have you been driving? Uh, I just looked at the app the other day, year and a half. Year and a half? Okay. So, I've been doing it about three and a half months now. Mm-hmm. And I have – because I think I've got, like – at this point, I probably have, like, close to 400 rides Uber, maybe, like, 75 to 100 rides on Lyft, I think. And – I had one about a month and a half ago. Most times it's not too bad. You go in a kind of crappy neighborhood, it's uh, it is what it is. But there are like there's some parts of Atlanta where it's just like nah, I like if I drop you off, hey, you better keep it moving. We ain't gonna sit here and talk in the car at the end of it. Like, nah, you got to get stuck, you gotta get out, because I gotta get out. So and I had one where it was one of those slow days, and I go, finally I get pinged on lift and Lyft was like, all right, all right. I was like, all right, cool. So I went, dropped these folks off over close to, like, close to West End Atlanta. It's like, all right, it's not too bad. And the thing about Lyft that I don't like is Lyft automatically adds people to your line. Um, and they don't ask, like, at least, like, with, with Uber, they're like, oh, yeah, there's another ride request, tap to accept. Yeah. Nah. Lyft was just like, oh, yeah, we added another one. And I'm like, ah. Fuck, I was going to try to get out of this area. <laughs> so I took it, and I was like, all right, cool. Let me go ahead, and, you know, it's about 10 minutes away. So I go, and I go to the pin where they dropped it to, and we're in, like, we're already we were in the hood. And, like, um, I don't care what people say. Like, the hood is the hood. Like, this this isn't us trying to talk about people. Or not, not, this, this was, like, the hood, the hood. I go out there. You know, there's a gate, but the gate's broken. Like, (laughs) and when I say broken, I don't mean like it's open. No, like the gate was actually off the hinges and on the ground. So I was like, this is already a bad sign. I drive down in, and it's one of those super complex mazes of a place. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to go over here. You know, so I go over to the area and I'm sitting there. 
So mind you, I am, even though like I'm a six foot, 200 pound dude and it's in pretty good shape and I trained like kickboxing for a while, like still I am a six foot, 200 pound dude in a comic book t-shirt driving a Toyota Prius. So I look like food right now, right? So I drive into this little, into this neighborhood. And like, you know how they have in like the old, like black exploitation movies where like they had like the super old, apartment complexes where they had like the metal railing and stuff like that. And like, you see a bunch of folks leaning over, like yeah. it was one of those joints. And like, there were just a bunch of 21 Savage looking niggas up there and like tattoos all over the body face. You know what I'm saying? They start, you know, the moment I pull up, people start taking phones out and I'm like, all right, this ain't something's not right here. I waited like four or five minutes. I started driving out. I was about to cancel the ride. I go to call and it goes directly to a Google voice uh, phone number. I was like, oh shit, um, this is a setup. <laughs> so I start heading out and then dude calls me. I was like, yeah, actually we're on the opposite side of the apartment complex. So you actually got to go down the road. I had to go drive 10 minutes down the road. That's how big this damn complex was. Cause these are like section eight complexes and yeah. those are massive if, for the people that don't know. So I go down there. He's trying to tell me where to go to. None of what he's saying makes any sense. Like, I, and I wasn't even there to pick him up. I was there to pick his mom up. I go finally find her after like 10 minutes. And it had been so long trying to find who it was that she gets, the moment she gets into the car, Lyft canceled the ride. And she was pissed. I'm like, look, sorry. Like, they already added somebody to my... Like and she sat there for like five minutes. Well, you need to call Lyft. I was like, dude, I can't call them. Like, there's no, there's there's no customer service number. Well, they charged you. I was like, yeah, they charged you a cancellation fee because y'all took too long. Y'all, like, y'all should have gave the actual address instead of putting a pin, you know, a couple miles down the road. But like, yeah, the moment she got out, when I say I hauled ass out, <laughs> I hauled ass out, and like once I got to a safe distance away. Flipped on uh, Uber, caught a dude, took him from there, like 25 miles away. So I was like, oh, thank goodness I got something good out of this situation. <laughs> so. Well, the um, I had a similar situation, <laughs> but it involved this clean cut white dude that I picked up on campus. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's a Sunday. And I usually don't work Sundays, but I was working that day. I picked this guy up on campus. And I look at the address we're going to. It was like, why are we going to the projects on a right. Sunday? He gets to the projects. He has me park almost quarter mile from the actual address we're going to. Right. Okay. He got me out here. He's trying to buy drugs. Right. He So he walks. So he got me waiting. He walks to wherever the dude's house is. I'm just sitting here waiting, looking around like academic from the um for the award show video. <laughs> like, yeah. oh no. He comes back. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. He's not he's not dead or anything. But then after that, he has me go to a pharmacy. And I end up waiting there. So I'm like, what do you, you... So this dude's co- obviously cooking something. Right. And that's probably the shadiest one I've had. I mean, all the other times I've gone to the hood, it's actually been no problem. But that was the one time I was actually worried about my safety because he's got me out here in the open waiting for him and he's out here 
scoring, telling me to go here, there. We went to we made a total of three three stops before we went back home. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just hoping the guy was like, okay, please, I don't want to get pulled over. This right. dude's doing whatever. But I got paid. Though. I mean, it was it was a lot. It was quite a bit. It was a good fare. Yeah. So I couldn't complain too much after it was over. But like during, it was definitely one of the more uncomfortable experiences that I had. Yeah. Now I've had I've had quite a few uncomfortable experiences uh, in my life in my short time that I've been doing it. Like, and that's just because like like Atlanta's a very spread out, very diverse place. Um, and like I've had to do the folks trying to score, and I'm like, look, I'm just I'll just flat out tell them I'm like. Duh. You know, if we're going to the area. I was like, yeah, nah, like this is the end of the ride here. Like, if you want to, <laughs> you, you can get, you can go and get somebody else um, to go and do and pick you up on the other side. But nah, bro, I'm not like, you know, because like down here, if, because if I get, so if we get stopped, that's on me, right? Like, it's not the people that are in the back of the car that are going to get in trouble for it. It's going to be me because it's in my car. So, and like, I've had, a couple situations. There was one that was so blatant, but it was one of those times where I really, this was like early on, like I had maybe been doing this about a month and like chick gets into the back of the car, back seat and we're driving, you know, I'm, she's talking loud on the phone about what she did last night and what they're going to get into tonight and it's lit and so on and so forth. So I'm not really paying attention to what the hell she's doing. So, I keep my, because it was like a 20-mile ride. So I was like, all right, let me go ahead and just pay attention to the road. I get down there. I drop her off. And, like, I had heard, like, crinkling and crackling stuff in, like, the backseat, but I didn't think anything of it. Head back home. It's whatever. I come home. I take my nap. Do whatever I do for the rest of the night. Go back out the next morning, and I look in the backseat of the car, and there's just weed everywhere. Like, oh right, right, right! Like ground up weed, just like all over the back seat. I was like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" <laughs> like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, I had driven back home with this out in the open. So, say you know, I got pulled over by the one time, I'm screwed. So I can't even say, "Oh yeah, this was the you know the person. This is a person that I had yesterday that did this." Mm-hmm. So, like. And that's one of the reasons why I finally invested in getting a uh, uh, a dual uh, view camera. So I, you know, records people that are in the back and records me, uh, and records the road. So, but yeah, no, I've had a bunch of like situations like that. I had one where, so I picked up uh, two people from like there's this place down here called Top Golf. I think they're kind of it's like a chain of places because I've I've seen them in other states too. But, like, it's really big because, like, it's, like, driving range. and People go and drink and, you know, shoot long-range shots. I don't really see the appeal of it, but whatever. <laughs> so, sitting there, I pick them up. And I pick up, like, so it's the uh, super flamboyant gay guy and his female friend. So, we're in the car, and we are having a good old time talking, like, I'm an avid RuPaul Drag Race fan. He was too, so we were chatting it up about this season. And we were going back and forth, and everything's good. And then there was a red, or no, not yellow, it was a yellow uh, Fiat Panda 
that pulled up next to us that had like the window busted out. And I don't know what he, he must've made a face or something like that at the driver in the Fiat. So like I'm sitting there and she starts, she pulls up to the side of us and starts cursing us out. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I speed up, try to get out the way. And she's sitting there trying to play Fast and the Furious with us. I'm like, look, I'm in a Prius. Like, I'm really not trying to race you out here. So we get up to the stoplight, and this super stud lesbian jumps up out the car, you know, starts pounding on my window. So now I'm like, all right, I don't want to have to go out here and fight this person. I really do not want to have to go out there and fight this person because I really don't feel like it tonight. But then she starts to, she was like, yeah, y'all keep on making your faces. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go back here, and I'm going to have to get the tool on you. I was like, okay. And I am. No. Right. So I keep a <laughs> I keep a very large knife in the car with me cause, just because, like, I'm not going to sit here. So I had to, like, get out. And, like, I did it to where it was, like, the uh, passengers didn't see it. But I was like, look, I don't want any problems tonight. Just get back in your busted car and keep it moving. Cause like, this isn't, this is not like, it's not that serious. Like I don't need you threatening me or my passenger. Like this is, it, it's, it's dumb, but like, yeah, you have these, like I've had a bunch of situations like that. More often than not, I really don't have any issues with the people. Like the most I have is, you know, when I have like a drunk bro or it's like, yo dude, like we got this pack of beers back here. You care if we crack them open? I'm like, yes, yes I do. <laughs> like you can't have a you can't yeah. have an open container, man. Like it's you know, like you can well, wait. Like we're literally two minutes away. <laughs> I mean, because I'm picky about where I drive. Nice mm-hmm. percent of the issues I have are like awkward ass dates that go mm-hmm. completely wrong, mm-hmm. or just drunk college people. Right. Like the uh, the most recent one. That had an issue with it wasn't even it didn't even have anything doing with me. It was just a conversation mm-hmm. that these two women felt extremely comfortable with having. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing you find out when you you drive long enough that people get too comfortable around you too quickly. Whew, do they ever? And like she, these two girls, they launch into this racist tirade because I guess they were just too good to tell these two guys to fuck off. Right. And like one of them happened to be Asian, so they would go on this fifteen-minute tirade, like talking about what kind of trying to guess what kind of Asian he was. Uh, and then she apparently, throughout the court, at some point in the conversation, felt like, "Well, I spent a semester in, uh, I think she said it was like, uh, I think it was fucking uh, Korea or something." Right. She's like, "Well, I don't know if he's Korean, but I'm gonna tell him about his culture." Oh. That definitely looks like. Are you? <laughs> like, oh. Did they not see that I'm black? Right. <laughs> she just kept going about it, and then I found like one of them conversation. She's one of those um uh, white kids who kind of go to foreign countries and um mm-hmm. kind of get in trouble because mm-hmm. when she was in Singapore, she nearly got caned twice. <sighs> and then so in the rides, you know awkward ass rides over or whatever the one who actually ordered the uber was like i guess she realized i was black right and she's like yeah so please don't hold this conversation against me right. i was like no yeah i blessed her with a one star i ain't gonna lie right. yeah yeah, yeah like immediately immediately too i was like and because you and so yeah 
three things that people get super comfortable talking about. Their sex lives, racism, <laughs> and like the dumb shit that they do that is very incriminating, right? Like, yeah, like so, what do you doing? right, right. Like, I remember I picked up this one, especially when like the drunker you are, the more it slips out. Like, I had picked up this one uh, couple one night at uh, from like Midtown Atlanta area, and she was sloshed. Like, it was her birthday, so. She was sloshed. Like, I'm talking slurring words and everything. He was still, you know, relatively sober. And she was like, she was hood hood, right? Like, she was, so first off, like, she was gorgeous. Looked like an IG model. Like, but she was wild hood. So we're sitting there in the in the uh, car, and she starts FaceTiming, like one of her friends or cousins or something like that. And they're going, they're talking, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Okay. I'm I'm not too, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about this right now. It's not, not too bad. And next thing I know, they start talking. She was like, oh, yeah. Uh, like the chick on the phone was like, oh, yeah, this is your birthday. So he's going to give you some birthday dick. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and then she was like, oh, no, nah, we can't do that tonight. Cause I'm on a rag, but I'm gonna go home. I just want to suck his dick, though. And I'm like, yo, like I'm I'm right here. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I know I'm be a driver, and I got my headphones in, listening to a podcast right now. But yo, like this is, and like, and they started to go into great detail as to what they were going to do. And the worst part about all of that was, the person on the other end had a five year old with them the whole time. No. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, you'll have that, but then, like, the racist tirades, too, like, you'll have folks, and, like, you'll have, one of the things that I run into a lot, too, is, uh, one is my accent, and I don't have a southern accent. Like, I still throw in y'all and, you know, certain words and things like that, but I grew up, I grew up, uh, like, the formative years of my life in Bermuda, so, like, proper English was instilled in me in a, at a young age, so my a lot of times like i get the oh you know you're one of the good ones and i'm like wait a minute what <laughs> or you know I, one of the things i get a lot is like oh yeah you get it you know you you i can tell you're one of the ones Whoa. that get it and i'm like first Whoa. of all i'm like <laughs> i get what because he's about to i was like look just because i speak the king's english you know very well that doesn't mean you know what i'm saying i'm not woke as fuck and once we like, I usually try to stay away from those conversations. But I was like, if you're, if you actually want to have the conversation, I will, as long as you are willing to listen. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and you know beat you over the head, but I'm gonna point out why you're wrong, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna get give examples about it. But yeah, like folks get super fucking comfortable with this shit, and it's just like, bro, like, I, what, is, what is. Like, but that's the thing. Like, one thing that I realized was just how segregated the city of Atlanta mm-hmm. and the surrounding areas really are. Like, it is like you. I tend to stick to certain areas. Like, if the ride takes me to an area, sure, I'll pick up a couple more area rides in there. If it looks like it, if or if I know it's a safe area, but usually I stick to a relatively middle to a more middle class area of the um city so 
you I like I really start to see like, you know, you go into these neighborhoods and, you know, I am the only person of color or I'm one of the few people in that vicinity uh, that is a person of color. So it's like it's it's super, 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 super awkward at times, you know, when you pick up folks and like they are oblivious as to how the plight of other people or like, you know, just some of the things that they say that they just don't realize. And that's the thing, like with some of them, they really don't realize that what they're saying is super fucked up. It's just because they've, you know, they've just been raised that way their entire lives. So, yeah, man. I mean, the, um, the, almost the, how do I explain it? A lot of passengers that get in my car mm-hmm. think I'm this, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the magical Negro trope. Yep. They think I'm that magical Negro for the yeah. next 10 to 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> so I can end up fixing a lot of issues that I shouldn't have to fix mm-hmm. because they're too dumb to figure it out. Like I had this one passenger who got in my car. I had to help her. I had to help her figure out that she was the other woman. Mm-hmm. I had that too. Yep. So I picked her up at the. I picked her up from this bar, and she was like, "She was like, oh, so I was invited by this. Um, by this guy I was seeing. And I was just like." All right, whatever. And then when she was like, "Well, when I got there, his ex was there." I'm like, oh, "Okay, go on." <laughs> right. So she was uh, she was pissed off. She's like, "Yeah, I knew mutuals were gonna be there, but then it was like, yeah, this fucking bitch is there, and I don't know why she's there." And I, it's like, I can't stand this dude, even though I still fuck with him for like the last you know half a year or whatever. And she was like, "Over the weekend, he was at the beach with uh, two other girls," and I was like, "Oh." Okay, oh, all these honey. red flags. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and honey. And I was like, so how long have you been dating? Well, she's like, this is exactly what she said. She's like, well, dating is relative. He's really <laughs> just been coming over for the last six months. And I thought we really had a connection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, uh, so I, I told her, like, okay, look, you just need to just delete his number of contact information out of your phone. Yeah. That's <laughs> that point. Of <laughs> like, this is just red flags. It's just, a lot of people are apparently just too dumb to understand these red flags. I'm like, you're the other woman. He never stopped dating his, his, his main chick. Right. So that's one of the other things, too, that, like, people do. The, the other thing is, like, we become counselors and therapists and, and other things too. Like I've had, like, you know, if you ask me like relationship information, sure, I'll give you my two cents if, if we're there for like a long ride. But like, and and they range too. Cause like I had one the other day was like, so it was a dude that had been married for like 20 years. And like, yeah, so he had been married for two years, just recently got divorced, you know, and he's just spilling his heart out to me. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's going, he's like, oh man, I haven't been on a date like this in 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 like since the 90s, dude. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, uh, give me some advice. I was like, dude, I'm the last person to ask about, you know, being a Casanova. Like, I am socially awkward as fuck. <laughs> right. And he was like, dude, I was like, dude, just be yourself. Like, if if the chick has been hitting you up you know, all this time and, you know, you've met before and so on and so forth and she really want, like, just be yourself because that's what attracted you. 
And but he's like, oh man, dude, like, like, am I gonna have sex when I go out tonight? I'm like, dude, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you if you're gonna have sex or not today. And like he like he was in the backseat freaking the fuck out about the situation. And I'm just like, I, you know, I dropped him off. Like he was having he was sweating the full night. And mind you, I had the AC on blast. So there was, there was no reason for him to be sweating otherwise. You know, like you have situations like that. But then on the polar opposite end, which about a month and a half ago too, I had I picked up this woman one night from a place and was just like, okay, cool. You know, we're having our conversation in the car and so on and so forth. I, you know, and she starts telling me like super deep things. And I'm like, uh, this is something, something, this is, you're sharing a bit too much with me right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel too, too comfortable with it, you know, in my head. And then we get to the destination and like, she just sat there in the car for like five minutes talking to me. And I was like, all right, she needs to talk. So I'm going to just sit here and talk with her for a while. After like 10 minutes, because I was like, any other time, I'm like, all right, get the F about the car, dude. Like, yeah, time is money right now. And the area where I picked you up from, there's a surge right now. Hurry up. <laughs> but, you know, this time, this night was like super, you know, it was a chill night. So I was like, all right. And like at the end of it, she's like, you know what? I'm really happy that I got you as my Uber driver. And I was like, all right, you know, you were, you were a good passenger too. I appreciate it. She's like, yeah, because like earlier tonight, you know, I was thinking about taking my own life. And I was like, whoa, whoa, that's a lot to put on me right now. Like that is a lot to put on me right now about that. And she's like, yeah, you know, you just gave me hope to, to live. You know, I know that there's people like you out there. I was like, that is a, that's a lot to put on a person. Like that is a lot to put on a person. And like after she left, you know, I shot a text to the number. Of course, I forgot that, you know, it's, uh, you know, after you drop the person off, the number that they give you is not the number that, you know, that's not their actual number. So bounce back. It was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, you have those situations where it's like you become, we become people's therapists for $13, so, you know, yeah. like, and it's, it's, you know, not all of us are going to be like even keeled and give like, good advice out you know like i'm part of uh one of my friends that started driving uber the same time i did he added me to a facebook group for other ride share drivers and like hearing some of the stuff or how the folks in some of this these places like treat the riders i'm like yo how do y'all how are y'all still even driving like what's (laughs) how how are y'all still driving when y'all are treating people like this? (laughs) this is ridiculous so yeah, it's always a uh, it's an interesting thing every time I uh, every time I, I ride or when I look onto those uh, forums and stuff. Oh, def- uh, since this is your first Halloween weekend, you better charge the motherfuckers. Um, if they get in your car with too much damn glitter, you better hit them with that cleaning fee. Oh, that cleaning fee for real? Because glitter, like things that folks don't understand, glitter is the herpes of the motherfucking uh, decorative art world. That shit gets everywhere and it yeah. does not go away. Like I've had, so I've had strippers uh, <laughs> in the car and they're like after shift and you know, uh-huh. 
a lot of them don't take showers when they're at the spot. So they're leaving. They still got whatever they, you know, makeup and glitter and such and such that they have on. And, like, that shit stays on the seats. You cannot get that out without, like, going over it, like, five, six times. And I so I was down here. I drove during Dragon Con weekend down here. And same thing. Like, folks get into the car with the Halloween costumes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, bruh. You gotta before you get in here, you gotta have to shake some of that shit off because like I don't wanna have because like that's not going to get out. And plus, you know, makeup that gets into the cause it's like that's that's a lot, dude. Like that is yeah. you're asking a lot for me to to clean up in, in this car after it. And you know, luckily I haven't had any situations where I before where I've had to ask people, you know, where I've had to hit folks with the charge because like you know, no no folks vomiting in the car or anything like that. But yeah. Get some bags. I mean, I went a year, no vomit, and then like the the first time it happened, right? It happened three times the same month. Whew. So I was like, you know, when it when it happens, it's gonna happen more than once in like a short span of time. So like, yeah, I just went ahead and got some bags, and yeah. it hasn't happened since I bought the bags. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. So, so what is your what is your personal policy on picking up drunk people? It varies. Like, I've gotten better. Where, like, okay, like somebody throws their tries to throw their um, drunk friend, roommate, or whatever, in the car, and depending on how bad it is, it's like, okay, you should probably ride with them, right? Um, sometimes like if it's a, um, like, like I said, Richmond, the area is a hit or miss. Sometimes I'll wait until they get inside before I pull off. Right. Things like that. So like, there's a lot of common sense to things. It's very situational. Mm-hmm. Um, I notice uh, the drunker someone is, uh, it increases their chance of trying to backseat drive. Yes. That's does. always, it's always, that's always a weird one. I'm like, to shut your drunk ass up, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. I mean, like, just just, just go sleep. Right. One dude actually got mad because I told him go to sleep because he was just talking too damn much, and he was too drunk to understand how much he was talking. Right. And I was just like, dude, just go to sleep. Just, just go to sleep so I can get you home safely. But then he got mad, and he was like, well, no, just put me out here. I'm like, okay, wait, it's whatever. But as far as drunk people, how handling each drunk is like very situational because not everybody gets the same type of drunk. Right. And, um, well, since you're in Atlanta, this probably has happened to you. Mm-hmm. I always ask uh, Uber drivers, has a passenger tried to get you to go home with them yet? Yes, I have. I've had, okay. had it happen a couple times. Yeah. So, so, yeah, down here, like, first off, when it comes to like drunk folks, if it is around the corner, if you're drunk, as long as you can still, as long as you still have your motors, motor skills and faculties about you, I'll drop you off, especially if it's within 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, different story when it's a woman. If it's so, and, and this is one of the things that I do not understand when like female friends shove their drunk friend into the car and I'm like they're like oh yeah take him to their place I'm like yo she's not conscious basically like this like one it's not safe for her I'm not saying that I'm gonna do anything but it's not safe for her 
one, because what happens if, you know, we get in an accident or some shit like that and she's not, you know, buckled safety or safely or whatever it is like that's bad. And two, it's dangerous for me because, you know, I was like, what happens if I get to her place? Am I supposed to carry her to her door? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a six foot black dude with a full beard, like, and I'm carrying a blonde hair, blue eyed white woman to her doorstep at 1.30 in the morning, like, I'm getting the cops called on me, point blank, period. Like, that's going to happen. So I was like, if it's if it's in a decent range, like, if, it, if it's more than, you know, a 15-minute ride away, then I'll just cancel the trip. I'm like, yo, somebody else might do it, but it's not going to be me. And if, But if it is within that 15-minute range, I say, all right, look, one of you has to come with me, right? I will bring you back for free. Like I'll drop her off and then I'll drop you back off over here for free. Or if you're within another 10 minutes, I'll drop you off for free. Just cause like, I don't, you know, just to keep us both safe, just in case, you know? Cause like, I'm not gonna try to help her to her damn door. Like this is not, that's, that's just not cool. But yeah, that, and the first time that that happened, like it shocked me. Cause I was like, really? You are just going to put her in the car with somebody that you don't know? Right, like I know, shit. My score is high, but goddamn, like that's <laughs> that's that's sketchy as fuck. But yes, no, I have had a few uh, try to get me to come home with them, and it's like, <laughs> like I've had two where it was like it was very tempting, but at the same time, like I was like, yo, the repercussions that could come along with this just ain't worth it. You know what I'm saying it's just not worth it. She's drunk, even though she is you know, several levels outside of my league. This ain't cool. Like, this just is not, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. So, yeah, nah, it's it's happened, and it's it's very strange. Like, I've also had, like, folks that, you know, constantly ask me, you know, if I know where to get weed and so on and so forth. It's like, mind you, I do smoke, but look, I'm yeah. not just going to be giving out my connect like that. Shit. Yeah, you might be a cop, yeah. Might. Right. So, okay, so speaking of the whole cop thing, too, like, I have especially like recently uh within like the past month and a half really i don't know why but everything's happened in the past month and a half i guess i think it was once i got past uh i think it was 100 rides that's when once i had passed 100 rides and over oh once i got past 100 uh five star reviews that's when they started putting me on more and more and more rides uh, is what i noticed so that's when more stuff started to happen And, like, so we'll pick up folks, and they're, like, typically it's usually upper middle class to upper class uh, white people um, down here that, like, they'll get in the car, they'll start talking about politics, and usually I stay away from politics. I'm saying, you want to talk sports that I'm into? Sure. You want to talk comic book stuff? Sure. Fine. Uh, but you know, they'll talk about how, you know, Trump is bad, you know, Trump is this and Trump is that. And then they'll be like, oh yeah, somebody just needs to go ahead and kill it. And I'm like, record scratch. <laughs> like, I'm not going to answer this question because I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've got going on. You know, I don't know if you're recording or or what have you. And they're like, oh, I'm just joking, dude. I'm just playing. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to take it so serious. It's like, dude. Yes, I do have to take it serious because I'm not trying to end up on some conservative blog getting doxxed uh, because I was like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? So 
Yeah, like there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of nonsense like that that I've run into recently, and it's like, look, dude, y'all can't. Uh, this is super awkward. You know what I'm saying super awkward. Actually, the 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 dumbest political convo that went down during a trip came from this actually real liberal dude, and Same his yeah. and he, his his conservative his sober conservative friend had to apologize for him at the end of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> it was just awkward, but like it was a, there was a podcast on in the car because it's the end of the night, and he just disagreed. It was a history podcast. It was, um, I actually remember which one it was. It was the, it was the history, history on fire podcast. It was an episode about crazy horse. Right. And he just got real bad about what dude was saying, even though it was factual. Right. And like, he, then he kept asking me about my personal politics. It was just like, whoa, buddy, whoa, chill. Right. <laughs> chill. It was like, I'm just, your driver, bro. I'm yeah. your, that's all you need to know. And like his his boy who was sitting in the front seat, he's the one that actually paid for the ride. Right. Conservative fella, he was just like just he just turned out like this dude just shut up. What get you home? And we're just like ignoring like everything that just happened. And it was just it was just weird that like the I, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because it's it's Richmond. I mean, we got like some aggressively hipster people here. Yeah. And they just feel some kind of way. I mean, we still got people who still think that eleven uh, is uh, that that eleven uh, percent, the entire eleven percent of the black population of America can actually is actually eligible to vote right. for some reason. Right. <laughs> He's one of those people. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, maybe the black people got together. I'm like, whoa, there's not that many of us who can actually vote. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I had to. I've had to explain gerrymandering to so many people. I've had to explain. Like I don't go in depth into it. Like had to explain yeah. the prison industrial complex. Had to explain, yeah. you know, how segregated, like, not just like cities and stuff are, but like full on like fucking neighborhoods are segregated. Like I had there was one neighborhood that I lived in that literally, so you have, you know, you're on a street and it's one lane each way. On one side of the street, you had section eight housing. And on the other side of the street, you had 750 to $2 million houses. So this is the same street, but the people in the Section 8 houses went to a school that were still using Windows 98 and Windows XP computers. This is, this is 2015, too. Like, so you still had, and then on the other side, you had you know, these folks that are going to schools where they give an iPad to every child. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I had to explain stuff like that. And they're like, whoa, really? That happens? I was like, dude, it happens a lot. Like this isn't when this isn't stuff that we're making up. Like then you gotta actually go out there and look things up. But yeah, like the whole personal politics thing, I'm like, I try to stay away from it. I try to not even talk to folks, truthfully, when I'm in the car. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? But I you're in the it. South, but you're supposed to talk. But- I don't go fuck. Like if <laughs> like we'll we'll have, you know, when you get in. I ask you how you're doing. I double check on the address. If you want to continue having conversation, I will have conversation. I've got several, you know, compliment, you know, uh, things that say great conversation in my in my uh, in the app. But like, unless you know, I will speak if I'm spoken to. Otherwise, I am not focused on you. I am focused on driving you to where you need to go to in the safest way possible. You know. 
period. That's it. And but like, yeah, you have some folks like I remember one dude gave me like a three because oh, and the other thing too, I don't drive with music on, right? Like I have my podcast on and the navigation to my ears. And one of the first things I do when they get in, I was like, hey, you know, I've got chargers, I've got water. If I have snacks at the time, offer snacks. And then I offer them the aux cable. And I'm like, look, you got we've I've got everything that you need. If you need a USB C, I've got a USB C cable for you. If you need a USB, a uh, micro USB, or if you need uh, you know, a lightning, I got you. Whatever you need to listen to your music on my I don't care what you listen to. That's on you. And they're like, oh, now I want to listen to what you listen to. I was like, bruh, I trust, trust me. You do not want to listen to what I'm listening to. He's like, nah, I do. I was like, dude, right now I am listening to 1980s Madonna. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take the ox cable. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, we're not support, we're not here to entertain you. We're here to get you from point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I've given you everything that you need in order to one, play your music and also charge your phone. And don't give me a, you know, you really can't give me a bad grade because I did not want to play my music for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's tastes are different, but like, and he was, and the thing is, it was literally a four minute ride. That's the thing that I was like, you, you really got, did this over a four minute ride and you wanted to listen to music for four minutes. But hey, why are you asking it. for an ox to go up the street? I would never to, understand to up that. Up the street, up the street. Hey, drunk folks, though. Drunk folks, you know, drunk time always seems, you know, four minutes seems like 20 minutes. So, but uh, yeah, nah, like, that's one of those So, here's the other, the other thing I wanted to ask you. So, what is your policy on people sitting in the front seat? Man, we are not friends. <laughs> right? Get in the back seat. I don't fucking know you. I don't want to know you. Get in the back seat. You're right. not my buddy, not my pal. I don't want you up, seat, up front touching shit. <laughs> Cause the the worst the worst Uber ride I ever had was probably a direct result of the guy sitting in the front seat and not in the back with his wife and the uh, neighbor. Mm. It was an older white gentleman, mm-hmm. and I guess he may have listened to a little rap growing up. He was in his forties, mid forties. And we were going, we were actually knew the neighborhood that we were going to because I have some um, uh, older couple that I'm really good friends with. So I knew the area that, so I knew how much money he had. Right. And on the way there, he wanted to, He it was one of those kind of times where, some, where he wanted to force me to have a conversation about rap music. And he thought he knew every damn thing. Because right. uh, he looked at me. I look. I have a baby face. I'll admit it. But if I tell you I'm 33, right. yes, I know who the hell Dr. Dre is. Right. Step off. Right. No, he just kept going. So he had something to say about the music I was playing because I had uh when he got in the car, Killer Mike was on. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and um, and then after that, uh, it went to Kendrick when the um, DNA came on, right? And I reason I know it was Kent. I, I remember this distinctively because his wife got in the conversation, and um, she was like, "Who is this?" I said, "It's Kendrick." She swore up and down for ten minutes. This is a long ride that it wasn't Kendrick. <sighs> 
I was like, how you claim to know what the hell you're talking about? And you don't even know this dude's latest album that that blew up. And then he had something to say about every song. Like, let's say a song came on that was a sample of another song. Right. He brought that shit up. It was just constantly, constantly. So eventually, what was it? What, what came on? Um. Oh, Gucci came on. <laughs> right. And it, the conversation had got it deteriorated to the point to where I just turned the volume up right. and just ignored them, whatever the hell they had to say. And right. they just got mad, uncomfortable. They even, even with the, mo- the volume almost on max, they still right. tried to talk to me over the volume of the music. Right. So we eventually pull into the neighborhood. This dumbass, like, stop right here. So, because we get to like almost to where his cul-de-sac is, right? And him and his wife get out of the car. He's like, I don't want this motherfucker to know where I live. Did you put the address in when you requested the damn ride? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm really trying to risk it all, (laughs) and then like whatever. Because I mean, that's what a lot of people don't understand when they get in the car and do this dumb wild shit. Uber, you you Uber, you basically low jacked. So if you want. Doing shit while you're Ubering isn't the best way to do do wild stuff. Right. Because you're going to get caught. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm out here in the middle of the suburbs with y'all, and y- you really think I'm going to do something. like? And on top of that, you're too dumb to realize I do know where you live. Right. Like, I, ha- like I have your entire address, right? Like, yeah. not just your address, but, you know, I picked you. I know one of the places that you frequent. And it's like, bruh, like if I was going to do some dumb shit, I would have already done some dumb shit. Yeah. And yeah, like no, people are incredibly stupid. That's the other thing that I've realized was just how dumb people are. And like the whole like rap thing too is another that's its own thing. Like that's one of the reasons why I don't bother like that's why I don't even keep uh music on. Cause like it keeps like I used to, and then I'd always get a bunch of dumb questions about you know rap you know what I'm saying or like the other thing too is like there's always like the one especially with like the younger kids too you know like younger like, white kids especially and i don't mean like we don't mean this to be like uh you know all against white people but no like these are things that we run into and it's only with a certain demographic do we run into this type of stuff so they get in and like it's like they want to flex their muscles of knowing rap artists you know yeah. what i'm saying and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, do you, uh, you listen to Currency? I'm like, yes, I do. Oh, cool. So what about Lil Uzi Vert? And I'm like, I know him, but I don't really like him. What? You know? And then they'll go off and, like, they'll rattle off, like, 20 different artists. And I'm like, I don't know any of these little niggas. I, I don't. I don't care. Like, whomever your favorite SoundCloud rapper is or whatever the fuck it is, I really don't care, dude. I'm just trying to get you from point A to point B. And if you actually want to have a conversation about music as opposed to talking at me, sure, we can. But, like, dude, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm just trying to get you from point A to point B. And the other thing, too, yes, I don't let nobody sit in the front seat either unless there's a group of people. It's the only yeah. time. And, like, the other thing, too, that I don't get is, is folks that – okay, so we'll shift it up a little bit, too, is, is Uber – Pool and lift line. I hate them both with a passion. Like, I've made good money with them before. So, you know, I'm not going to complain too, too much about it. But 
the majority of the rides that you get are bullshit because folks are they see that it's cheaper and they're like oh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and do that and it's like bruh you know you can't one if you need to get somewhere in a certain amount of time get an uber x just get an uber x pay the extra five or six dollars or whatever it is that way you're guaranteed to get there on on time right so one of the, the the thing that happens most is somebody gets in the car after i've done uber you know and then i gotta go pick up another they're like I, you have to pick somebody else up i was like yes that is what uber pool is like this <laughs> like oh can you cancel them no i can't cancel them that's you chose this so you have to do that i can go ahead and drop you off here and you can get an uber x from here if you want but otherwise like nah like this is you know and she was like, yeah, I should have just paid the $3 to begin with. Yes, yes, you should have. <laughs> but the other thing, too, is so certain people, when it comes to size, and when I mean size, I don't mean like girth as in being fat or anything like that. But I mean being tall, um, you know, whatever it is, or just having super long legs. Like, I've got a Prius. It's not the biggest car in the world, you know. And when you pick up – when they say who your Uber drivers is, it says what type of car it is. So you already have an idea what it is. So I've already got two people in the back seat. And I pull up to, to the dude and I see two people on the outside of the complex. I was like, which one is it? Oh God, it's this one. Dude is about six foot six, well over 450 pounds. Like <laughs> hefty dude. Right? So squeezes his way. So we had to put the seat all the way, the front seat all the way back. And even then he had to squeeze in. And I'm like, bruh, you should have got an Uber XL. Like just for not only for my comfort and, you know, my car not being weighed down. And I don't mean anything by you. I already had two people in the car. So combined all together, we had over a thousand pounds worth of, worth of people in the car. And I'm like, Okay, this is the bro. You should. He's like, no, nah, I like I like riding Uber pool because you know what I'm saying you get to have conversations with people. What? No, no, right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, and like he was a cool dude though, but still, it was like, bro, you there is another option for you to be more comfortable. Like, get an Uber XL because, like, I understand that you want to save some money, but at the same time, these are people's cars that they drive, right? Like, you don't want to go in and damage people's cars or, you know, make it uncomfortable for the other riders for stuff like that. And this isn't fat shaming or anything like that. That's just, like, it is what it is. Like, if I if I were doing it and, like, I'm going to pick an Uber XL so I can be comfortable. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. So, yeah, like, that's one of my pet peeves is, like, look, like, you know, if the car pulls up and the car is too small, like – don't try to squeeze in. You know what I'm saying? Well, we can cancel it and they can call you another one that's got that is a bigger car. Maybe somebody's got a bigger sedan or something like that. But yeah, that's one of my pet peeves is like when people especially the other thing too is when there's a bunch of when it's a group of people. When there's a group of people and especially drunk folks. They're like, "Hey, okay, so we've got 1 2 3 4 5. There's 7 of us. Can we fit in your car?" I'm like, no, you, seven people can't fit in this car. Like, at most, I can get four of you in here comfortably, right? Mm-hmm. So one of them I had uh, pulled up to, there is a drag race, or not drag race, but a drag queen uh, bar down here called Lips. 
you get to once you once you start driving Uber, you start to figure out all these places that I used to just drive by, not knowing what they were. I know what they are now because of Uber. Because I have to drop so many people off to bars and clubs and strip clubs and so on and so forth. So I go to pick them up, and it was an Uber pool, and I already got one person in the front seat, and she come chick comes up to the window. You're our Uber, right? I was like, yeah. Okay, so. There's eight of us. What? <laughs> right. We can squeeze in. All eight can squeeze into the back seat. Come on now. And there's a the thing too. So she had $40 in her. She's like, I'll tip you good. I'm like, you can't physically fit in the back seat. Like, she's like, are you sure? I'll make it 100. And I'm like, it's not physically possible. I don't care how much Tetris we play trying to get everybody back here. It's not going to work. So... That's, that's one of my other pet pieces, like, because you have these folks that are just clueless as to physics, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, get, just stuff like that. Get the damn XL. I mean, like, just, exactly. and, and, and make them chip in, because now that you can do the whole share the fee thing within the app, right. or Venmo, I'm like, there's no reason for you to be ordering a my Ultima for, right. like, a party of seven. Right, and you've got like a, you've got an Ultima, you got a pretty sizable car. So you know what I'm saying you're you're better off than I am. But like these like these folks, like when they come in, I'm just like, you cannot be this stupid. Like you can't. You there's no way that you are this dumb. But every weekend, every single weekend, I run into one of those, and it's just like, come on, man, come on. Yeah, it's like. I get into a car accident and I'm asked out because right. six people decide to get in my car and I only have four free safety belts. Right. It's just like, nah, it's not, exactly. I, I can't like, be like that. And who gets in trouble when that happens? You do. Not them. You get in trouble for it. So it's like, yeah, man, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, quite the interesting uh, experience driving rides here. So. Yeah. I mean, I get mad when... Um, the uh the bigger like the Ultima actually has a huge back seat. Right. Like I could get my big ass and get back there comfortably just fine with two other people. So when a bigger person sits up front with me and then tries to bogart the uh the armrest, I'm like, nah, bro. Nah. And like I and I've had like I've had bodybuilders get into the car too. I'm like, bruh. And you want to get into the so like I purposefully now like and this thing like in the front seat your big fuck off arms are like <laughs> taking up the entire front of the car. Dude, sit in the back seat. There's nobody else back there. It's an Uber X. You know what I'm saying? Or just just sit in the back seat. So now what I purposefully do is I will park <laughs> I will park so that the front seat is is not accessible. <laughs> where they have to get in. So like if it's at their house, I will park so that the front the front seat, front passenger seat is right smack next to the to the mailbox so they can't get into the back seat because they always get into the back or like they run you know they walk up to the side of the car and like can i sit up front Mm-mm. back seat back seat get in the back seat <laughs> get in the back seat like i everything that you could need from the front seat i can give you in the back seat trust me it's going to be more comfortable for both of us if you sit back there and like one of my the ones that i hate it was of course it was one of those uh you know, young younger folks that wants to know everything about, or that knows everything about uh, hip hop. So he gets into the front seat. I'm like, nah, dude, back seat. He's like, nah, I feel more comfortable in the front seat. 
I was like, all right, whatever, dude, just get in the car. This is my last ride for the night. And he gets in the car, wants to talk my ear off about how, you know, just trying to show off how much rap he listens to. I'm like, dude, I, I don't, like, I'm on a Led Zeppelin kick right now. I really don't care about your little lean sipping, you know, <laughs> trash rappers that you listen to right now. Like, just, 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 so keeps going over and over and just for like, it was a 25 minute ride. And like the whole time. And then finally, like he got the, I guess he finally got the point that I did not want to talk to him and takes a call. Uh, he's speaking in Farsi the whole time. And I was like, all right, cool. And it was just like the, and he was so loud. Like he was so loud that I had to crank the level. I had to crank the volume of the music in my headphones up because he was that damn loud. Like, like cartoonishly so? Cartoonishly loud about this stuff. You know, and like it felt like he was making sure the like the things that he was saying in English were like the most baller things ever. You know, talking about how, you know, how he can pick up pick up any car that he wants because his father owned a dealership and then he would go back to speaking in his native tongue and I'm like, dude, all right, we need to get this over with. <laughs> We need to get this ride over with so I can drop you off and go home, dude. This is not, yeah, this, this, no, this just isn't what it is. It's not what it is. <laughs> but it's like, why are you flexing so hard? That, right, yeah. Why are you flexing so hard? You are, you are still in high school. Like, it's, it's not that, you know what I'm saying? It's not. And also, here's my other thing, too. So I don't know how it is up there. Do people actually put their pictures in their um, Uber profiles? Oh, you mean like Lyft profiles? I don't know Lyft. if you. Could... No, yeah. I've had I've had it in um in in uh, Uber as well, where like show up and they've got the little avatar. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you could do that with Uber. I wish. Yeah, I wish it was a mandatory rule, right? That you had to put your picture in your rider profile, right? Because people get uppity with me when I ask them what the hell their name is. I'm like I, I rolled the window down like a crack, right? And for my safety and theirs, I t- and I. And I tell the women this especially. You need to verify who I am, and right. I have to. I should ask you who you are before you get in my car. Exactly. So, I mean, Kevin Smith's daughter almost got snatched up, and she's like, like a relatively known person, right? And I'm like, a lot of, and I, what I find out is, and you probably know this by now too, a lot of people don't use the app correctly. I mean, the app okay. has my picture, it right. has my license plate, right. make, model, color of my vehicle. Right. Use those to identify me. Don't ask me what, don't ask me what the hell, what kind of car I'm driving. Like, right. It's right there in the app. Like, it's right there in yeah. the app. <laughs> like, you saw where that shit is. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> just use the fucking app. It's not hard. Yeah. No, like, I get that all the time, too. Like, without... Especially, like, if it's an area where, like, if there's a concert or whatever it is, they're like, what type of car do you have? I was like, it says it in the app. Come on, man. <laughs> like, well, like, when I walk out or I drive, I pull up, and they come up, you know, they've got my, my picture is in there, is in the app. You know, as you said, make, model, car number, and my license plate. Ah, uh, are, are, are you the Uber driver? Yes, yes, I am. Like, y'all just don't pay attention to any of this stuff. But yes, I wish it was mandatory, one, so that I know who I'm looking for. Like, that is, you know, when you call and folks are like, oh, yeah, people are terrible when it comes to describing what they look like and what they've got on. 
you know, or like I'll have like, <laughs> especially like with women that were like, oh, yep, so I'm in a white Vera Wang dress. I do not know what, <laughs> you have to give me a description. Is it strapless? Is it sleeveless? Like what exactly is, you know, what's what? And, but yeah, like that is, it needs to be mandatory that people have that picture because I don't know who's who. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if there's like, because if there's a group of people outside, there's at least six people on the phone, right? So I don't know which one of you I'm talking to on the phone at the, at the time. Like, and the other thing too is like, I hate when people put uh, like nicknames or like, you know, essentially screen names in their shit. Like, Bro, when, yeah, when I ask them, I, I, I see this a lot. Like, I'll ask. I'll ask them, okay, what's your name? Mm-hmm. And they forget what name they have in the they app. The app right. And they give me like their they give me their government name, they give me a nickname. And I'm like, who the f- I don't well it's not you and just go away. Then they realize it after they call me. They're like, Oh, I should probably put my actual name in the, in right. the app. <laughs> yeah. like, so like the one dude that was uh, speaking Farsi incredibly loud. His name inside the app was Mr. Chills. I said, bruh, are you fucking serious? Like, how am I supposed to know who you are? Like, if I see Andy, I have an idea. Okay, I'm looking for a man. If I see Amanda, I have a, you know, I'm probably looking for a woman. But it's like, you're not helping the situation with all of this, like, cutesy shit that you're trying to do. So, but yeah, man, it's a ride share is very interesting. Uh, you know, I'm happy that Uber finally started putting in the apps where you can get uh, tips because that is one of the nicest things to, you know, I closed the app. I made $100 last night. I wake up the next morning. Boom, I've got $125 because people are wanting to add tips. Awesome. I like that. Exactly. Because <laughs> before, you know, I do welcome, you know, cash tips because, you know, that, that basically pays my food while I'm out on the road. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The awkward one is always, uh, do you have any change? I'm just like, no, no, I don't carry cash. I don't care. It's like, but yeah. Yeah. and um, oh the the other thing, uh, what is your pol? Have you ever had to um, put anyone out? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Like, because it wasn't because of like an argument. Like the only times I've ever had to put anybody out, it was uh, spouses or boyfriend girlfriend. Uh, so I've had two times. I had one where the dude got in and he had an attitude about stuff, and he was like backseat driving, mm-hmm. and like was getting like aggressive about it. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna pull over in the gas station. You can get out and call another Lyft or Uber. I'm canceling this ride because nah, like I'm I'm not trying to go in and have to fight somebody that I'm driving, you know. 15 minutes for you know what I'm saying and the other one was too drunk like they were drunk drunk and they could not well she was drunk drunk I picked them up from a wedding reception um she was plastered like I mean slurring words I was like oh my god I just <sighs> I said I wanted to go home but now I want I want to go to the bar around the corner and he's like all right cool let's go to the bar around the corner I was like that's fine. I'll drop y'all off around here. And then, no, I want to go home. And then it's just like, after, like, they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And she's like, 
you are the smartest person that I know, but you just say like the dumbest stuff sometimes. Ugh, I hate you. I was like, yo, nah, nah, I'm not <laughs> dealing with this. I pulled around the corner by the bar where they were supposed to, that they said they were gonna go to. I canceled the ride right there. I was like, yeah, y'all got to, y'all got to get up out of here. Like, dude, he's like, I am so sorry. He's like, can you just like go drive me off a cliff or something somewhere? <laughs> so yeah, no, I've had to do that two times before. But like, yeah, if if somebody gets belligerent with me. You're out, period. Like I don't give a damn. I don't care who you are, race, sex, creed. I don't care. You start getting belligerent with me. Time to get up out the car. Time to get up out the car. And I'm gonna hit you with that one star uh, if I can still review you after it. Exactly. So yeah, fortunately, I haven't had too many people step out of pocket with me because I guess they look at me. They're like, you know, I'm not gonna try it. But yeah, I've had to been like. To the, listen to people say just dumb wild shit and just assume that I'm okay with it. Right. Which goes back to the whole people getting too comfortable thing. Right. And like, yeah, I'm just gonna say whatever because yeah, I'm paying him. Oh, and I did have one guy legitimately say that I'm there to entertain him. Right. Mm, no, I'm not. He wasn't the one paying though, so that's why I didn't, you know, like you know. Like go off on him because he wasn't the one paying. It was his friend who was paying, and his friend was trying to get him under control. Right. So as long as that took place, I was just like, whatever. I'll I'll deal with this ride. But yeah, had he if it was just him, I, oh yeah, I'd definitely tossed him out. Yeah, yeah. Now, like the moment they like when you start, because that's the thing. We are. This is ride share. This is not taxi. This is not. You know, I am not there to entertain you. Like I am there to get you from point A. Two point B, that is it, right? Like I'm not a trained seal to do tricks for you, or you know I'm not gonna sit here and soft shoe for you or anything like that. No, like I told you, here's the ox cable. You can entertain yourself, right? You know what I'm saying? But like anything like that, automatically, no, I'm, I'm gonna put you out. If you start saying some racist stuff, I'm like, if, especially if it's like overtly racist, putting you out. Like yeah. just no two ways about it. You got to get the fuck up out of here. So, like one dude got so mad that um like um a, the campus around here has a lot of uh but well couple because of the campuses being so close to each other there's a lot of foreign kids. Right. This dude went on a ten minute rant because we saw this brown kid with a uh the the four door Porsche. Right. And I'm just and his girlfriend was just so uncomfortable. I'm like so. I'm looking at it like, so you know he's a racist piece of shit. Right. <laughs> you can easily dump him. Like, you don't have to date him. Right. Yeah, no, I've had I've had a couple of those situations, too, where I'm like, look, bro, like, you knew when you have those times where either you have... So, uh, matter of fact, you sent that video to me the other day that made the, the rounds where the dude, <laughs> black guy, picked up a group of white kids, and, like, instantly the dude gets in the front seat and says, white privilege. And I was like, <laughs> automatically right there. I would have I wouldn't have even done like I would have stopped it right there. I wouldn't have even accepted the ride. I'm like, nah, you can get somebody else. Because I already know the tone, especially living down here, I know exactly how this is going to end. And like to be as belligerent as that dude, like he flat out he went from just constant he said like white privilege like five, six times before flat out calling dude a nigger. Not a nigga. Not with a soft A. 
yeah. or a UH. No, a nigger with the hard R. And it's like, bruh, like you at that point, me being ride share goes out the window. We're scrapping if it gets, <laughs> if it gets to that point. Like that's the point blank period. Like if you once you fixed your face to start doing something like that, now we gotta fight. But yeah, no, like and I've heard about stuff like that a lot too with friends. Like most of the time people are cool, but it's always like it's usually never the person the actual rider themselves, it's their friend. Almost always it's their friend that says some racist dumb shit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to sit here and try to explain to you why you're wrong because it's not going to do anything. It's just not going to do anything. So whatever. Yeah. I mean the, Oh, one other thing. Since you are part of a uh, Uber driver social group, have you, May put it out there to maybe talk to other drivers about how they park, or yeah, yeah the, well, the roads here kind of crappy and narrow, mm-hmm. and the Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, they're really bad about like if there's a traffic issue, like on a Friday night. I know nine times out of ten, it's another rideshare driver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're just they're just retarded, and I and I'll, I'll drive past them, and they were like near a completely open parking space, and that's partial, and they do that partially because they're they're bad at driving, and secondly, people are too lazy to walk twenty feet to the car. Yeah. I've been parked around the corner, and told the guy exactly right. Like I told the guy. This happens a couple times every weekend. I told him, walk out the bar, hit a right, I'm right there. Right. Because you just, they would rather that I spend 20 minutes circling the block. Yep. And pick them up at the front door instead of just walk, taking 10, 10 extra seconds to walk 20 feet. And then have the audacity to say, what took you so long? Yeah. It's, and, and it's like, I, like with me, I try to. I don't like to inconvenience other riders or other drivers or just regular people, you know, driving their cars. Like exactly. I'm going to try to find, you know, if I, especially if I know the area, I'm like, look, okay, cool. I'm going to park around the corner because traffic's too bad on the main street. So just go, it's not even like, you don't even have to go down to the end of this block. Like I'm, but they'll just like, nah, can you pick me up at the doorstep? I'm like, no, I can't pick you up at the, like, right up front because there's nowhere for me to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, on one of the busiest streets in Atlanta, you know, one, it's safety reasons because I don't want you and your party to go and open the door into traffic and then I get my door tore off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but people people don't really think about these things and then they get mad about it and then I have to explain it to them when they're in the car and I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, if you live on a one-way street or one of those streets that should be a one-way street, be outside. Right, exactly. Be outside. Or like the other, oh my god. It's folk that I have to wait for more than five minutes for. And I'm like, at least like I know, I love, one of the things that I like with Lyft is when I've pressed that I've arrived, Lyft then tells you where it's going to be at. You know, like Uber doesn't do that until the person, until, like you've accepted the ride and you start the trip. Then you see where you're going to. Like if I'm sitting there waiting for 10 minutes, I want to know that it's going to be a ride that's worth me waiting for 10 minutes. But you'll have these folks that's like, you know, I call it like, oh yeah, uh, 
I'm just getting, I'm finishing getting ready right now. I'll be down in like five minutes. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, sorry, I had to, you know, I had to, right as I'm pulling off, here they come walking out. And I'm like, bruh, like you have to, like this, it's been 15, almost 20 minutes at this point, right? Or, you know, if you know you live at the back of, if you live at the back of your complex and you don't want me to, you don't want to give out your gate code, then let me know, hey, it's going to take me about 10 minutes to walk to the front of the gate. At least then I know. But if I'm just sitting there for 10 minutes, I'm going to cancel the trip. It's like, that's just not, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, man, it's uh, a... <laughs> Ride share is uh, quite the interesting experience. Right. Well, all I gotta say is stick. I mean, if it's good, for, it's great for extra money, right? Like I'll definitely, like I'll I'll fuck off and go to conventions or whatever, and don't worry about it because I know I always have like you know ride share money. So right, yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's yeah. the main thing. Like once I started, because like my I don't make as much money in my day job as I used to, which I'm fine because I'm trying to transition out of it anyway. But like, it is nice to have that extra flow of income in. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just, I can work like on an average week, even with ride share, I still work less than 40 hours a week. So usually shit, usually I'm working less than 30, 20, 30 hours a week most of the time. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is extra cash. I don't have nothing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? As long as it continues the way that it is, I'm Gucci. So exactly. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty good place to uh, end this discussion. I'll uh, definitely have you on later on for like some uh, talking about geek stuff too. So, oh, where, where? I'll be definitely be down for that. So. All right, you know what I'm saying? Have uh, fun and uh, let these folks know where they can find you, what you have coming up as far as like writing stuff or things you need them to check out. All right, well, uh, like I said, you can always find me at uh, on Twitter, Grappling Polymath. That's G R A P P L N Polymath at Twitter. I got some work coming out with Fambro soon, uh, related. Uh, one interview coming up is uh, with uh, Ruthie Carter. Um, she actually designed the costumes for, uh, films like Marshall, Malcolm X, Black Panther. So, yeah, that was one of probably the best interviews I've ever had. And I had to split it into two for, uh, split into two parts for a few reasons. And, um, hopefully I got some more, uh, MMA related pieces coming up. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, all right, man. Well, continue uh, doing what you do. Drive safe. <laughs> all right, you too, bro. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Do you want to ride in the backseat of a caddy? Top it up with your